Okay, looks like we are live. Uh, welcome everybody to Daddy Stay Home. This is the first episode, really, and I have no idea what this is, what it's going to be yet. But you know what? What I'm looking at doing is kind of sharing my story, so to speak. I am a stay-at-home dad. I have been for over a year now, and I grew up in a world where, man, and father works. You know, I grew up on a ranch, and um, you know, I there really hasn't been a time in my life I wasn't working or entrepreneuring or doing something. But now I've been a stay-at-home dad for about a year. Uh, my daughter's name is Drew. She is just everything to me. I call her pure magic. My wife gets so sick of that because I say it about 300 times a day. And I guess this podcast and why I'm doing it is just kind of to reach out to other stay-at-home fathers, stay-at-home parents, really. And I know there are a lot more stay-at-home parents now, especially with the pandemic. But I guess, you know, there there's always been a stigma around letting your wife be the breadwinner and you staying home. And it's just weird. But let me give you a little bit of backstory. Um, my name is Elliot, obviously. What's up? You guys clicked on my podcast. And I haven't really had a clear career path. I was in action sports. Then I was a hip-hop choreographer. Uh, then I was a surf bum for a little bit. That was a lot of fun where I met some of my best friends. We'll, we'll get into that one day. And I've always had different jobs, uh, mainly also in the restaurant industry from cook to waiter to manager to just everything in the restaurants. Now, my wife, who I met during her undergrad, not my undergrad, I never went to college, but during her undergrad, she is a veterinarian. Yes, I landed me a doctor. So she is obviously the one that works. She brings home more of an income than I could, not saying that in the future, who knows what I entrepreneur, what I can do, but I'm saying for now, she is the absolute breadwinner. She's worked her entire life for one career, and she deserves to be able to be a mother and be able to go work. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I guess it's weird. It's weird when I the, – the transition was weird, okay? There was a transition period where I became a stay-at-home dad, and how that happened was we were originally looking for nannies. We were on all the apps and everything. We we were interviewing people. And this was also during the pandemic start, I'd say. Uh, September last year is when my uh, when my daughter, September 2019 was when my daughter was born. And it was around November, December that we were really starting to look for nannies because my wife was going to be going back to work soon. I was still working. I was a life insurance agent here in Florida, which is where we live right now until February. February, we're moving back to California. We'll fill you in on that. But as we got closer to my wife having to go back to work, uh, I kind of felt her stress levels, kind of her, her, her anxiety really start to increase, increase, increase daily. For instance, I would have to go to people's homes, sit with them, discuss life insurance and their um, specific needs, and I would go visit anywhere from four up to six people a day, and it take and I'd have to drive between everybody's house. So it, I'd have to go to this person's home who's thirty minutes away, then the next is forty five minutes away, then the next maybe twenty minutes, but then oh, there's a car accident, so it takes me longer to get there. So I have about six people to go see. It was after the second person I went back out on the road and I'd get a text from my wife, how'd it go? Well, it went good, everything went perfect. Um, then I get the next text. Okay, are you on your way home? Uh, sweetie, I got like 
four more people to go see. Uh, but I sensed it right there. It's it's the comfort of having me at home helping out. And then my wife, my wife is a baller. She is a boss. Um, she can handle all of this by herself. God forbid anything happen to me. She's the last person I'm worried about. But we are such a partnership and such a team that me being home was a sense of comfort for her. So when I did get home, my wife has a financial advisor that we hired through her school when she got her doctorate because he really knows what he's doing when it comes to student loans. And trust me, we got student loans. So I decided, hey, honey, look, this this wasn't even, I didn't even question it. I didn't even ask if this is okay. I just told her, babe, we're calling the financial advisor. We're going to figure out our budget. We're going to see if I can stay home. And we ended up doing the math with the amount of money I was bringing in. You know, uh, we'd be paying for the nanny and I'd have a little bit left over and I wouldn't be raising my daughter because I was gone, you know, eight plus hours a day. She'd have to work eight plus hours a day. And it just when the reality got to it, and I know a lot of parents do that, so I'm not bashing it, but I'm just saying that the reality kind of got to it. It stressed me out too. So we did the budget and everything. And uh, it turned out that, you know, I'm, I'm able to stay home and all of a sudden, here was day one. My wife is heading off to work, made her a big breakfast, got her lunch ready, and she was off, and I'm at home with the baby. Now, granted, Drew was very, very young at this time. Man, she was just only a, a month or so, two months, I think, uh, two, three months. So this was the point where she was up for an hour and a half, two hours, then take a nap. Up for an hour and a half, two hours, take a nap. But then we were also trying to figure out the scheduling. I'd have to bounce her on an exercise ball. By the way, if you are expecting a child, get an exercise ball. Like My daughter would not sleep unless I bounced her on this ball. I got so much exercise just from bouncing her up and down on this thing. So she she's off, and, and I'm a stay-at-home parent, and... I decided actually to start vlogging. My wife loves watching these vlogs. You know, KK and Baby J, OK Baby. Um, there's a guy, I can't even remember all the names, but she watches a bunch of vlogs. And I'm like, you know, I've done video editing my whole life. I've, I've filmed things my whole life and nothing ever transpired to anything. Maybe I can become a YouTuber. I can take advantage of this time at home. Because in my mind, being a stay-at-home dad is not a job. Everybody says it is a job. But I still, to this day, do not see it as a job. I, I feel very fortunate. I feel amazing that I get to stay home with my little girl and take care of the house. And, and it's a great way to provide. But I, I just never saw it as a job. Is it hard? Yeah. But, you know, it's, I'm, I'm just being a parent. And that's what I looked at it like. So I decided to start a vlog called Drewby and Me. The channel's still up on YouTube. I haven't uploaded in a while. And I did really, really well at uh, starting to do this daily. And it was fun. And then, you know, somewhere down the road, I decided I just, I just don't want to vlog every day. I just, it's getting repetitive. And vloggers are almost getting repetitive. And it's just not something I wanted to do. Not something that I saw my skills being put to. And the other problem is, is when... I come up with an idea, I kind of do it for a little bit, and then I'm like, I get bored with it because it's either not going anywhere or it's kind of repetitive and it's not as exciting as it once was. And especially when the pandemic hit, I'm like, oh, well, here I am again in the house with my daughter looking outside, not being able to go anywhere because it's 100 degrees. And that's the other thing. So we're here in Florida 
had my daughter in the winter and she was really young. When she started to get to the age that I can kind of take her outside more and experience things, we got hit with summer. And summer here in Florida, we're in central Florida around Orlando. Oh my gosh, it is just brutal. I mean, the humidity is terrible. The fact that it gets so hot and so humid when you walk outside, it's like a wall. And I can't, I couldn't take my daughter out and that. So our favorite pastime was playing by the window and looking outside where we wish we were outside. Luckily, it's November now and it's cooled down a little bit. So we're outside as much as possible. But it's one of the big reasons that we're heading back to California is, is the weather, which is insane. But more about that later. So, so we are here in Florida and my daughter is doing amazing. Um, she's actually taking a nap right now and you may in the background hear me yell at one of my dogs for getting into something he shouldn't. I also got a parrot that will whistle in the background if she's not getting enough attention, but she looks like she's going to sleep right now. And then I got a gecko, but she's totally chill. She doesn't do anything weird. And so we're, we're in this pandemic now where I had to become a stay at home dad and transition the fact that. I don't get to go outside nearly as much. I'm a very physical person. I love to have physical activity. I surf, I skate, I rollerblade. Um, I love to go on hikes. And that, that's the other issue that we're having here in Florida is hiking doesn't exist here no matter who tells you it does. Um, you have trail walking. And I go off trail, so you can call that hiking, but every trail looks the same. You got the same trees, the same brush, the same humidity, the same mud, the same mosquitoes, same everything. Whereas in California, you have hiking trails that are up mountains, down steeps, you have ravines, you have creek beds, you have just, it's, you're able to see so much different stuff and different elevations. And I never thought I'd miss the mountains so much in my life, but I do. And, and I'm going to say Florida has been great for us. We've been here about two years and I really, really enjoyed Florida and, um, but also we have no family here. My family is no longer in the picture. I have one aunt who I consider my mom because she has been sticking in there with me. She's not going anywhere. My own parents have written me off a long time ago, so we're not even worried about them. But I have one aunt out here that I really wanted to get to know. So I came out to Florida to kind of get away from it all because it's when everything happened with my family. And again, we'll save that for another time. Um, and my other family, which is my in-laws, they're all in Los Angeles. They're all in California. So we've had, you know, eight plane tickets necessarily. You know, we didn't pay for all of them, but, but eight flights out here from all the family members coming to see Drew and everything. And it's just becoming a little much. And then we also realized that holidays didn't feel like holidays here in Florida. You know, uh, Christmas doesn't feel like Christmas. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. Thanksgiving doesn't. And, and I contribute that partly that we don't have much family around. And it's really family times that we, we, you know, we, we care about the holidays and holidays feel like holidays. But it's also the heat, the temperature. Fall does not feel like fall here. They, they make a joke. They go, fall everywhere else is the changing of leaves. Here you see a dead pond frond um, on the ground and and that, there's your fall. <laughs> it's here. The temperature has been a little bit better lately, so that's nice. So anyways, um, adding on, I had to transition to a new clip line there because I had some technical difficulties, but that's okay. Anyways, so regardless of moving back to California, we're not really worried about that. But me as a stay-at-home dad, kind of some of the things that I've ran into, which 
you know, I mean, getting back to it. My daughter was born September 19th. That's my birthday. That's incorrect. My daughter was born September 22nd, 2019. I was hoping for the 19th and she'd have the same birthday as daddy. I mean, my birthday doesn't even exist anymore. My wife says it does, but to me, it's, it's all about my daughter anyways. By the way, rock on you September babies. So she was born September 22nd, 2019. My wife actually had a birth center birth, full-on water birth. She gave uh, birth with no, um, no drugs, no nothing at a birth center and uh, in a tub. So it was a full water birth. It was crazy. Most incredible thing I've ever seen. Here's something about me. I grew up on a ranch. I grew up in a very old school kind of traditional family. Um, <coughs> excuse me. That's that Rona. Um, I grew up in a very kind of traditional home where the man works, the woman stays at home. And so I always saw myself as a very, you know, kind of that traditional way my parents kind of instilled that in me so when it came to childbirth I was so so against uh, having a at-home birth a birth center birth I mean I wanted a hospital I wanted everything hooked up to my wife I wanted her to take whatever drugs she needed you know I just wanted her to be safe and my wife was talking to me a lot about um, her friend in California that's been doing natural births and she she gave birth in a blow-up tub in her house and I'm like oh my gosh I'm like you gotta be kidding me oh it's 2019 this is what we're doing now so I was getting like really stressed out about it and I actually blocked my wife from having this idea I I uh, okay quick rewind we moved from California while she was almost six months pregnant so while she's like six months pregnant, we had to find a doctor that worked with our insurance. We had to, and a lot of doctors wouldn't take her. This was crazy. A lot of doctors would not accept her because of how late term she is. I was like, well, somebody's got to take us. This baby's coming and we're not flying during our due date back to California. So somebody hook it up. So we found a doctor. Remember, she already approved of me saying, okay, we'll do the first one a hospital. Then we'll talk about the second one. But first one it was a hospital so we found a doctor this doctor man I it's so funny because he was an older doctor and the hospital we would have gave birth at was incredible but the doctor we never even met the guy we never even met him we had multiple appointments and we always met with the nurse practitioner and then they'd always tell us okay on the next uh, appointment you're going to meet with your doctor and get to know him blah 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 every time that appointment came around well something came up he's not going to be able to be here today you know what he was a very old guy i i start to suspect that you know he probably just died and they wanted to keep the ho the hospital going so <laughs> but i'm like what what are we supposed to do meet the guy who's delivering our baby um you know the the day our baby's supposed to come so that was kind of uh kind of a weird thing then on top of that if you saw this this his doctor's office was different than hot we were going to give birth to advent health it's a gorgeous hospital but the doctor's office man he was straight out of i don't even think it was the 80s it was straight 70s i mean the wallpaper in here is god awful he's got these curtains that are like straight out of your grandma's house um he had this thing okay check this out 
my my wife would lay down on the what do you call it? like a like the bed thing that's in the hospital room or the doctor's office where you get an examination everything nurse practitioner you look up there is a naked baby doll thing on a piece of fishing line that's kind of twirling around and it doesn't give off any kind of sense of oh yeah you're gonna have a baby it's just creepy straight creepy and i can't even describe this doctor's office well enough i mean this was just an old dude we never met in a doctor's office i never felt comfortable going to and nope nope all right but that was the plan that was the plan then krista who is my wife uh, she signed us up for birth classes. Okay, birth class. I mean, I've heard birth classes. That's normal and stuff. So we get to go to these birth classes and use this. And man, they were they were amazing. There's a few things that I feel like you know. There was a couple times I was exhausted going because we'd have to go after work for Krista, and it was late, and I was tired. And there was a couple times I almost fell asleep. I'll be honest. But for the most part, it completely opened my eyes. I mean, completely opened my eyes to our country more specifically and what we call the business of having children or business of babies now there's actually a documentary on that that i watched that i do highly recommend it's called the business of babies i think it's something like that i'm not sure what platform it's on but definitely check it out and it wasn't until this time that i realized you know what i might be wrong here um i'm almost saying no to mother nature and know to what a woman's body is capable of doing and uh, denying my wife her dream birth. And that didn't sit right with me. So I actually asked the question in the birth class in front of everybody, is it too late to change doctors? Is it too late to look at a birth center? Is it too late, too far along to change this up? And it turned out it would be very difficult, but it wasn't. So we, we switched the flip. <laughs> Or we flipped the switch. <laughs> we switched the flip, flipped the switch, whatever we did. And we got rid of our, we dumped them in a second. We told them, no, dude, we haven't even met you. You're out, you're gone, Psh, get out of there. And we found a gorgeous, just a beautiful um, birth center that was recommended to us. And they had room for us around our due date, which was great. It's called Heart to Heart in, I believe it's Samford, Samford, Florida. Um, definitely check it out. It's, it's just, oh, it was gorgeous. So here we go. We're, we're getting ready for a water birth with no drugs in a birth center. You got this. Luckily, it was a hospital right next door. So if she had to get transferred, it wouldn't be an issue. But let me, long story short, I will go into the entire birth of my daughter in one of these episodes. But just to make a long story short here, it was the most incredible experience. I... I was in there and I was filming. I film everything I do. I, I just set up cameras. Nobody even knows I'm filming. I'm just really good because that's when you get the best footage um, for editing highlights and things later is when you can set up shots that people don't even know that they're being filmed. So I did do that. But we had my wife. We had her doula, Anna, which is just incredible. Uh, we had our birth assistant, Leela, And Leela or Layla? We have family friends now that are, her name is Leela. Our birth friend is Leela, birth assistant was Layla. Okay, got it. And then we had Diane, who was the, um, the birth, what do you even call it? The midwife, there you go, midwife. 
So you got three women, three women, my wife, a tub, and a beautiful room, and then me in the background kind of filming. And and we were training for this. We had classes, and and it was just gorgeous. I kind of stood back and just let these women do their thing. The way they read my wife's body, the way they knew what to do, it was the most incredible birth in the world. I mean, yeah, it, it really was. And oh gosh, from that day, it was just crazy. So I had a little cut and splice right there. So I'm trying to figure this out, pilot episode. Anyways, and I'm recording this with a USB mic on my phone. So it only gives me a limited amount of time. And the thing that I don't want this to be is kind of a drag on. I want this to kind of be more of a quick update or a quick podcast, something that you can enjoy on your drive to work. And it's not like, oh, I got to finish that one because, you know, I can listen to Joe Rogan for hours on end. But, uh, you know, I don't think anybody wants to listen to me for hours on end. So I'm going to go ahead and just end it here. I want to let you guys know that we'll be talking about so much during these little uploads uh, from you know, what it's like to be a stay-at-home dad, how my daughter's developing, the differences from my child to maybe somebody else's child, maybe giving a little advice, taking some advice. Uh, you know, I, I really hope that you guys enjoy this experience that I'm going through and you guys can go through this experience with me. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, this is Daddy Stay Home.